Yeah, you get to learn at the right time is good. You have extra, t- right? Shall try, yeah, the best. <laughs> the best. Only his, only the best. Okay. Turret, Charles Turret, the shirts. Yeah, the best shirts ever. Okay. So we got up to, uh, we're on page 30 now. Booklet, we started we were talking about yesterday. What I can do other things with my staka. What can I do with my staka? Can I spend it in the shul, on the, on the aliyot, and the bidding, and this and that? So we came out with that if it's uh, an obligation, something that I'm obligated to do, I can't use my, my ma'asir for. But something that's an optional mitzvah was seemed to be okay. So is it... it, so, is it is it optional? I don't want to get into tuition, but is it optional to send your kids to yeshiva? So no, it's not an option. It's an obligation. That's the problem. We'll, we'll discuss it when we get up into the, so in the situation. Insult. And they're up to age. To send them to the most expensive. Right, and, the, and up to what age am I obligated to teach them also? So that's good. The, the, so the question is the, the, the sukkah itself, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Let's say sukkah, lulav, those, those things are obligations. But what if I want to buy a better sukkah? I could buy a lulav for thirty-six dollars, but I don't want thirty-six dollars. I want to buy the two hundred fifty-dollar lulav. Can I, can I fulfill my, my basic obligation? I, you can't get one less than whatever it is, eighteen dollars for the set. Let's say, right? the shukai, so I want to buy the better one. The extra, the the, the hidur mitzvah, I can use maaseh money for. Yes. Yeah, but not the obligation part of the mitzvah. Which we'll talk. We're gonna, we'll, let's see why. We'll see why. Same, same idea. Matzah, you could be yotzeh with uh, whatever it is. You need the shemurah ones. Uh, the machine one technically is, is yotzeh of mitzvah, no problem. The shemurah for, for the uh, I say that I want to buy the hand ones. It's uh, $50. Same story. Yeah, what's the other question? I was going to say sukkah. The women are not obligated. So if you make it big enough for the women to sit in with you. That's extra. That's extra. Because I want, I want to have my wife sit next to me or whatever. Same, same idea, big, the bigger sukkah, whatever. Again, I can fill my, fill my obligation with the smaller one. Right. For sure, sorry. Okay? Look at the Hagahot, the Ravakiga Eger, right here. The little arrow on page 30. It's a, blo- it's a bomb. He's going to drop a bomb on everyone's head. Look what he says. When we said in the, yesterday, if you remember, we talked about, you, you know, um, one of the opinions was you had to have intention at the beginning of the bidding, let's say, that I want to use my ma'asad money, right? He says, He says, Bashla, he quotes the Shla. Again, he says, Katav, de makom, im mosif liten yoter It's an auction. Right? I added up, I, I, I raised the bid. Okay? I raised the bid. He says, Eno yachol liten mi ma'asir shelo rak kishi'ur ma shosif. Aval lo kifi ma'asiratza gam havero liten. Deha beze lo hu il likupashel stakaklum. I don't want to put this on the recording. What he says, what he says is, he's up. We don't he, what he says, is, yeah, it's not halacha. It's not halacha, but it's an interesting concept. He says that if the guy ups the bid, shul, right. he ups the bid in shul. Oh, yeah. So the bill was at ten thousand, and I bid twelve thousand. I can only use two thousand dollars for staka money for my ma'asim money because the other ten thousand, the staka was getting anyway. You're not giving any benefit to the staka with that ten thousand. It was getting coming from the other guy. 30. They were getting that money the initial, regardless. No, the initial bidder. So the initial bidder could put the whole thing in. Whole he thing. put the whole thing in. But the next guy who ups the bid, all you did, the benefit that you give to Staka is just the additional bid, nothing from the... No, uh, but all the money's coming uh, out of your account. Uh, okay, that's what he's talking about. It's all coming out of your account, but it isn't all coming out of your Staka. No, but what if this guy <laughs> buys the next... It's not that one. We don't follow this one. But it's just an interesting concept. We never realized it. We never thought about it, really. The Staka... The original bid. The original bid. Yeah, yeah. If the, the guy bids the next... Oh, yeah, for 10000 Then the shoe got 22000 
So then, what do you mean the next bid? The second Ali, the Ali, again, the first bid of the mitzvah is all in. I got it. Right. But if the shul is going to sell six aliyot, that sold seven aliyot because this guy wants to buy another one. Okay, fine. The shul is going to raise $100,000 on aliyot. Okay. Okay? So now, this guy bids 10000 for the next aliyah. Fine. So he bought that one. Good. So this guy's 12000 is really all... 100% his. Oh, the, the next, you say the say, the guy that I overbid is bought exactly. the next Aliyah. Exactly. No, 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 not always. At the end of the day, the guy, the, 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 the shoe had the 10,000 and I bid 12. Right. So I gave them two. I didn't give them 10. I didn't give 12. To that's okay, fine. Okay, that's that's a, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just something to think about. According so. to Ashkenazim, we don't follow that. <laughs> okay, good. Look on the bottom. Petche Teshuvah. Bet. It's hard to read. I'll read it for you. It says like this. Fine. So we had, if you remember yesterday, when we said that Ramah is the one who started this whole problem by saying I can't use my Ma'asev to do a mitzvah, the Be'er Gola qualified it for us, which I mentioned this morning, saying, no, no, that's only a mitzvah that you're obligated to do anyway. Right? But a mitzvah that you're not obligated to do, you could use your Ma'asev money. So the Petre Chua is going to challenge that. He says, I don't know where to get that from. Okay? So he says like this. Uh, Maharil is the, the opinion of the Ramah, who says you're not allowed to use your Sadaqah for Mitzvah. It's where he got it from. He says, the Maharam Palaji, okay, they're arguing on, uh, sorry, they're arguing on each other. Why? What's the other opinion of Rabbi Menachem? So Rabbi Menachem, we saw in the Taz yesterday, if you want to see it again, it's in the wide lines, and he said over there that he's the one that said you had to have kavana to spend the, the money for the, uh, the Maaseh money when you're, you're bidding. That's Rabbi Menachem's opinion, okay? So he says, it looks like on face value that they're arguing on each other. Because right? one is telling you, no, the, the Ramah is telling you over here, uh, the mitzvah, you want to use the money for the mitzvah, you can't do that. And then we have two reasons over here to say that I can. One reason is, oh, but I had kavanah in the beginning, so I could now. Well, the other one is, no, no, that's a mitzvah that I'm obligated to do that. I have a mitzvah, which means they must be arguing with each other. They're doing two different reasons. That's what it seems like, at least, right? So he says, Ach, lefi mashikatava be'eregola, davka mitzvah shahayab lavachi yeshlomar, delopligi. I could say, no, they're not arguing. Fine, because now it, what? It depends on the mitzvah that you talk about. What kind of mitzvah we're we talking about? A mitzvah that I had to do, or I didn't have to do. Once it, I can tell you, I could, I can um, allow stakat to be spent on a mitzvah that I wasn't obligated to do. So that then it doesn't matter anymore if I had intention and have intention. I'm not obligated to do that mitzvah. It automatically covers everything. Okay, fine. At the end of the day, what does he want to tell us? He jumped down a couple of lines. He says, He comes up with this concept. He says, listen, what did you do with your ma'asir before you started bidding in shu? What's your normal situation? Do you just write it to staka all the time? If you did that three times... That became your norm. Your norm is chazaka. You give your ma'asir to ta'anim. And now if you want to go and change it, then I need to have kavanah the, when I want to use it before I stop bidding and say, oh, I'm going to use the ma'asir money now. But if I never do that, or the first time I'm giving staka, I made this condition that I want to do whatever I want, or, right, I didn't do it three times yet. I don't know, the guy started working now, and he's giving ma'asir the first time or second time, and he wants to use it in shul. 
He doesn't. He didn't establish himself as using his maaser for aniim. That's basically what it comes down to. If you've established yourself as using maaser for aniim, that's when you have to deal with. Oh, can I redirect my maaser now away from the aniim? I want to give it somewhere else. But if you never established it, or you were specific saying, okay, I'm about to spend some money and I'm going to take it from staka because I'm going to, then you could do it. You could do it. Okay. But if I'm in a if I'm in a mode where oh I've only given to staka to anim 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 anim, and all of a sudden now I want to buy an aliyah, that's where you have a problem. Okay, fine. At the end of the day, if you, uh, most of us really, in our minds, when we're bidding in whatever we're doing with our, uh, using, okay, I, I, my Mazda account, it's automatic. It's automatic. It's my charity account. It's like, we don't even think well, about it. You gave it, us right? all the past yesterday. I know. Okay. I'm going to go to page 32 for a minute. We're going to come back to this after we learn. Uh, there's something I want to teach before we get here. So come to 32. This is the Chafetz uh, Hayim. This is what he says. You should know that we, the, the, the rabbis are written, the later rabbis, You can give money to a chatan and kala for hachnasa kala is considered ma'asir money. When is that? When the guy could not have made the wedding without your assistance. So that's absolutely sedaka. They need the money to make the wedding. The wedding is a valid staka, uh, a valid staka to use ma'asir for. In those days, when there was a scenario where there was a guy that had a bris and the guy didn't have the money, uh, so the, what they would do is they would sell the sandak. sandak. One of the guys who has, wants to be the sandak, he gives money to the family, and they use the money to pay for the bris, and he gets to be the sandak. Same idea, they couldn't have the bris without the money. Especially in those days, they didn't have a printing press. So he's saying now that you can uh, you can uh, use your ma'asir money to hire a scribe to copy your books for you. You want to have some books in the house to learn from? You can use the ma'asir money as long as after you're done, you're going to lend those out to other people also. Okay? You're still allowed to use them for yourself, but it says, Why? They saw the books in the house. They think it's this. It's not theirs. It belongs to my, it belongs to Zakat, the books because you're using Zakat money. If we have to write on it that these books were, so that the kids don't find them later after the person passes away and think they're their books. They're not. They're supposed to be sp- shared and used. Put them in the shul, whatever it is. So based on this, can you use your ma'asir for your own wedding? And yeah. Abs- own so that's a good question now. Because if, if you can't, if you can't afford, let's say the guy doesn't have, you guys, the guy's living pay- paycheck to paycheck, and every and every week he's, he's keeping his ma'asir on the side, and so now he has a bris. Problem with that is what you tell me. How he's obligated. To, he's obligated to do the bris. So maybe, maybe you could say, like Jeffrey was mentioning before. So the basics that I'm obligated to pay for the, the mohel or whatever, uh, you know, that I that I have. Whole party. I don't have to have a whole party. I could do it in my house, right? But all that other stuff is hidur mitzvah. The hidur mitzvah, right? Making it nicer and more pretty and making more people enjoy the bris. That that I could probably cover with my ma'aseh. Yeah. You mean like right off the wedding? I didn't. The basics. Just the rabbis. The rabbi, the rabbi, the shul, you know, uh, whatever. And, uh, you know, the flowers, the cater, that's, that, 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 that's all. Right yeah, okay. Some things are. Th- <laughs> 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 America's not going to allow it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. America's not going to allow it. Right, right. Okay, fine. Okay, there are opinions that say, which we saw that Amar already, that was quoted in the middle, that they hold that Maser is only for Anim, nothing else. It says, 
יש טובה לאבי הבן שמטה ידו, right? But he says, I, I disagree. I said that if the, the, the father of the son, is, the, the baby, is going to have a benefit now, because he couldn't afford the, the, the brit, and la'el yadol lo'tziot tzor, he doesn't have the money. Also the chatan v'kala, they don't have the money. Kehai gavna le'inyot sefarim, same thing. And la'hamir b'zeh kala, he says, absolutely, it's the dakar, don't worry about it, absolutely use it. Now, ve'leknot ani aliyot ma'aser, Right? I want to start bidding on the aliyot for my own is by Maaseri. Im ha-ma'ot mithalek la'aniyim, gam ken en lahmir klukule alma. What are they doing with the money? Are they giving some money, the shul is going to give the money to aniyim? So now it's not only aniyim. There is definitely giving, they definitely have given, they definitely give some the money to aniyim. Yeah, they, 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 there is, every shul has a, a, a staka account. Every shul has money. They're collectors and this and that, and the rabbis takes care of the money. So if money's going to aniyim also, en lahmir bizeh, no problem. Vileshalem ma'ot, Schar limud banav, uh oh, tuition, says the, the Chafetz Chaim, Asur le Kule Alma. Okay, the Chafetz Chaim says it's not allowed, nobody disagrees. Well, we'll see, there are nobody people. Why? That's what he says. I didn't say that, I said we'll see. Everybody here disagrees. There are, there are other opinions. Tuition was a normal price. There are, other opinion, there are other opinions, and we need to define what tuition means also, because what does Schar limud banav mean? Teaching them what? And, and to, up to what age and up to what thing? Not, not agreed. It's not all from that, is, that is true also. have a mitzvah because that is a mitzvah Everyone has an obligation to teach Torah to their kids or to hire a teacher for their children. That's a mitzvah deoraita. So that part we have to deal with. Okay, what is my obligation as far as as actually teaching my children and how much would I have to spend to do that? We're going to discuss coming up. Just not yet. We're getting there. But already the, the you can see that there are opinions that are going to be very stringent like this opinion. It says, absolutely asur. If I have a debt, obviously I can't use my answer. To pay for other children to learn, that's absolutely a mitzvah, and that is a great mitzvah, he says, mitzvah rabah. So that takes care of about at least half the tuition, right? A half of the fixed price, if you're talking about the people that are paying full price, so at least half is going, is maybe even more at this point. I don't know what the full price is now. 50%. It doesn't cost that much, Jeff. I see my bill. It doesn't cost 40 grand a kid. No way. Okay? But we'll talk. Okay, no, but a, a, a large no. portion. No, if you go by the government, it's, it's, let's say it's sixteen thousand. Okay, kid. fine. Just go by that. Talking Hebrew only. Or right, good. The English portion, I'm not obligated at all. So that's step one. So even less. Okay. Right, and now on the Hebrew portion, how much of it is right? So, so no, there's definitely no, numbers in there that are that are that are assisting others. It's not an issue, but not everyone's paying full tuition also. So you gotta you gotta figure that part out. Okay, but we're gonna get to it. We have a whole subject on a whole topic, a whole topic on tuition. We have a whole topic coming up. Well, no, this this one's gonna take much more than one shiur to get through tuition. Much more. Yeah. I'm talking in English. Yes. English studies. What do you mean you can't? I didn't say. I said I'm not obligated to teach my child. No, you're obligated. I'm not obligated. I'm obligated to teach him Torah. They don't understand Hebrew. Yeah. They have to teach them English so they can learn Torah. Say again, say again. To learn English. I mean, live in America. We don't live in. Every child without going to school will speak English in the house. No question about it. No English. So they'll understand. Huh? Okay. So if they were raised in the house with proper English, they're gonna speak proper English. It depends how you raise your children, but they will be able to speak English. That's without that. That's for sure. Do they need to learn certain, uh, you know, general study things, mathematics, or whatever? All that you can learn. You can learn it all in Torah. It's all there.
everything is there. So technically, you don't need to, you're not obligated to teach your child uh, general studies. You're not obligated. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. You're not obligated. It's two different things over here. Because when I'm not obligated, I can actually use my said money for it. When I am obligated, I can't use my said money for it. Right? So we'll talk about that when we get into it a little bit more. I think we're going to stop here today.